Welcome, boys and girls, to the Danny Boy Show. It's the Mostly Movie Podcast, and I'm the host, Danny Boy. Welcome, everyone. This is episode three. If you've been listening so far, thank you. I appreciate that and appreciate you listening to this one. This is episode three, as I just mentioned, and we're doing the 1971 childhood classic, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I've got a lot of points about this movie that I want to talk about as we go along or after I run through the movie initially, so... I'm going to start it off. It starts with Gene Wilder. He plays Willy Wonka. And yeah, as I said, I'm just going to go through the movie fairly quick. Give the rundown. Most people, it's been out for 50 years. They've probably seen it by now. And if you haven't, you know, go out and watch it. It's a classic, I said. Childhood classic. You love it. You gotta see it. It's one of the ones you gotta see before you die and all that stuff. It's a good movie. Hence why I chose it. But I do have many issues with it. And I'll discuss them towards the end. So yes, let's get into it. Let's do a quick rundown of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. So the movie essentially centers around a boy called Charlie Bucket. He comes from a poor family where four of his grandparents for some reason lived in a bed for 20 years and have never got up or done anything. They live there, they have a very poor existence and Charlie's got himself a job and he goes to school and his mum works her hands to the bone and that's their life essentially until something comes into them, a chocolatey surprise into the world. Yes, the Wonka factory that's been shut for years because of Slugworth and his spies stealing all their fucking secrets to the chocolate have shut the Willy Wonka factory down for so many years. People go in, people never come out. There's lots of myths and rumors about what happens in that factory. They don't know anything until now and they're celebrating with a massive thing. Yes, what is it you ask? Well, five golden tickets for the chance for a lifetime supply of chocolate. That's right. Willy Wonka's giving away a lifetime supply of chocolate and only five golden ticket winners can win them they're wrapped up within chocolates so the world goes crazy it gets wonka fever and the world is going crazy for these tickets so as the world goes crazy the first ticket is found by a german fat little boy called augustus gloop he is a little fat pig who loves eating but he's found the first ticket and then it cuts to the second ticket and it's Faruka salt a bratty little girl who wants everything and she wants it now yes and then the third ticket goes to Violet Beauregard, a gum-chewing girl who is just unbelievably unlikable. Yes, I do not like her. She's my least favorite of all these kids. The fourth one goes to Mike TV, a little American boy who loves his westerns and TV and not much else. Don't get in his way. He will go nuts. And then the fifth one goes to some unknown person. Oh, it's a hoax. Okay. (laughs) So what's happening? Well, young Charlie down on his luck. He's destroyed. His dream was to win that ticket. He lost it. The fifth one's gone. Oh, my life's not worth living. I bet the rapper made the chocolate taste bad. Well, anyway, he finds out that um, it was a hoax and then he finds a coin in the drain. He thought, oh, why not go to the candy man and buy himself a candy bar? He'll wonk your bar to be precise. And yes, he eats one like a pig. Woohoo! He's got a Gustav's cool fever. He goes, why not? I've got a little bit extra coin. I might spend a little bit extra and buy one more, eh? Why not? One for the road. And he's walking down the street and he's already scoffed down one. You think he'd wait a little bit, but no, he's had it. He's opened it. And what is it? He sees a bit of gold. No, it can't be. What? He opens it up. It's me. I'm the fifth ticket holder. I've got a golden ticket. Yes, Charlie Bucket has got the fifth golden ticket. Run, Charlie. Grab that ticket and run all the way home and don't let anyone stop you. Oh, but 
someone does stop him briefly. It's Slugworth, the infamous Slugworth, the reason the Wonka factory shut down. He stops him and he goes, if you get me an everlasting gobstopper, I will give you 10,000 of these, which is money, I assume. It will be your wildest fantasy to have all this money. You think of what you could do for your family and Charlie's like, hmm, interesting. But he goes back to the family and there's Grandpa Joe, he's lovable grandpa who loves him like anything. He's a bit rude to the old mum. This grandpa who's apparently been in bed for 20 years and never moved once gets one whiff of a free ticket to a factory and he's like, oh, my legs. Grab the cane, Charlie. I've got a golden ticket. I've got a golden chance to make my way. And I think very quickly kind of takes it over. Is just like, it's my ticket. Oh, I think it's Charlie's ticket, mate. But anyway, and then he cracks in a song. It's amazing. He gets up, he's singing, he's dancing, all these things he apparently couldn't do for 20 years. I think he was maybe faking. But anyway, he's like, oh, I never had the chance to live. Never a happy song to sing. Suddenly, the rose mine. What an amazing thing. I've got a golden ticket. I've got a golden chance to make my way. With a golden ticket, it's a golden. In comes Charlie. Day. Charlie! That's not how it goes. It's a great song. They do that. They all go, let's go to the Wonka factory. We meet Willy Wonka finally. We see this man. He limps. Oh, it's a fake. Front roll. Nice one. Willy Wonka is my favorite. It's probably everyone's favorite character, but he is such a smart ass. All these kids and their parents are just worse. They're horrible. They're rude. They're shitty. They just expect the world. They're rude to Willy Wonka considering they won a prize they wanted so badly. They're just rude to him. But in return, Wonka has got not just chocolate. He's got sarcasm. He's got rivers of sarcasm flowing right over them. Engulfing them he is. It's great. I love it. Everything Wonka says is just priceless. It's so funny. Such a smart ass. So subtle and none of them almost pick up the insults and everything he says at them. It's like oh, Wonka you are a sly bastard and I love you. Come and give me a kiss on the lips you old bastard. Gene Wilder! But yeah, Willy Wonka takes them into the factory. They have to sign a few things in this huge contract that's very blurry. Goes from big to small. What's the small print? Ooh, <laughs> That's for you to find out, motherfucker. They all sign it blindly. They run through a bunch of mind-bending rooms. It's crazy. It's getting smaller. It's a musical lock. It's crazy. And then it opens up into the biggest, most uh, dream-creating scene in most movies, or at least when you're a kid, you're like, oh my fucking god like to be honest i'd love that now it's the fucking main floor of the willy wonka factory it's a huge world where everything's eatable edible you can almost eat anything it's crazy it's so good it looks so visually amazing it's so colorful it's a pretty dark movie like up to then so it's like it's pretty much the brightest scene of the movie it's great they're all eating these huge things the trees you can eat this you can eat the ground eat the river augustus i said have a sip mate not the whole bloody river jesus they're all having fun in a world of pure imagination, you can live if you find, if you truly wish to be, if you want to view paradise, simply look about and you will. Ah, oh, there we go. I'm not very good at singing and I do not remember the words very well to that. I just know it's something along the lines of that. Anyway, it's a great scene. It is good. And then we have our first little scene of the little munchkin people, the Oompa Loompa. The Oompa Loompa Doobity Doos. They're like, why are they? What are those small people cross the river? Why? They're the Oompa Loompas. And you're like, what? He saved them from Loompa Land, from the weird dick named dragon beasts or whatever they are. The dick beasts. The Wang Doodles. 
the horn swogglers, the snozwangers, vermicious canets. It's very weird bunch of names for animals. Wang doodles? Uh, okay. <laughs> Righty right. Anyway, yeah, they sing a little song. Augustus, the fat little fella, has a drink from the river, fucks up the chocolate. No one listens to Willy Wonka. He warns them pretty much every single time. It's like, don't do this. Oh, don't do it. Okay, I'll do it. And you're like, oh, Augustus. And then they die. And as he's basically drowning, the rest of them are just making fun of him. It's like, oh, I hope he can swim. Oh, he shouldn't have had all that stuff. He's going to drown. He won't fit in that pipe, not with that body. And you're like, whoa, um, his mum's right there and he's drowning? A bit of consideration? Anyway, he gets stuck in a pipe, gets blown to God knows where. The Oompa Loompas sing. So anytime a death happens in here, the Oompa Loompas sing. And it's a great song. It's like, Oompa Doompa Doopity Doo. And it's like, you know, what do you get when you guzzle down sweets? Eating as much as an elephant eats. And they basically just make fun of whoever dies. And it's kind of like, if you hear them sing, you're like, oh no, who died this time? It's great. It's a great way in a kid's movie to take the focus off that the kid essentially died. And you're like, yep, there you go. Go chase Augustus, Mrs. Gloop. Who knows where he went or if he's alive. Anyway, let's get in a boat. Oh, a lovely row down the chocolate river. Is it? Is it lovely? Or is it the creepiest fucking scene in a kid's movie ever? What are you talking about? It's like, is a river a blowing? Are we stop or are we slowing? Is it raining? Is it blowing? Is a hurricane a slow? Oh, whatever, you know. I'm not doing word for word. Get off my back, eh? It becomes the creepiest fucking scene. It's speeding. Everyone's like, stop it. Charlie and Grandpa Joe are actually having like a fair bit of fun. They're like, oh, this is fun. But the rest aren't. They're scared as shit. And then it's fucking showing all these scenes. Slugworth pops up at one point and then it shows a fucking chicken's head getting chopped off. You're like, what? And it doesn't cut off. It fully shows it. You're like, what fucking kids movie is this? Why is this happening in the chocolate factory? Never explained why they show it. It's freaky as fuck. They're like, stop. And he's like, okay, stop. And then we're here and everyone's like, yeah, let's just move on from that, hey? And then they go to the next room and it looks like Grandpa Joe's like, it looks like a Russian bathhouse. You're like, how would you know what that looks like, Grandpa Joe? <laughs> Having your little Willy Wanker pulled, were you? <laughs> the room looks like shit. They're throwing clothes in a fucking soapy bucket. So you're like, is this how food's made? I don't think I want the Wonka lollies anymore. They look a little disgusting. The room's full of shit. Anytime he basically warns them to do anything, they do the opposite. We see the everlasting gobstoppers at one point. Like, oh, there they are. And they're all kind of like, oh. And he goes, whatever you do, do never give this to anyone else. And they're like, and then like, obviously they're, they're going to keep it and be shitty with it. So the second death happens now and it's Violet Beauregard. She's grabbed the gum that's like, oh, it's a full course dinner. It's blueberries. I can actually taste the blueberries. Mmm, <laughs> apple pie, it's delicious. And then she starts blowing up like a blueberry. She gets massive. She's blown up. I can't stop him. Oh no, stop, don't. It's like Wonka doesn't care because he's like, I told you not to do it. You snatched it from my hand and now you're fucking about to die. Oompa, oompa. And you're like, yes, I love this part. It's the best part. Every time a kid, it's like, it's weird to be like, I can't wait till the kids die in the movie. Cause you're like, I love the Oompa Loompa songs. Chewing and chewing all day long. Boop. The way that a cow does. Oompa Loompa doopity doo. And you're just like, oh, it's such a fun way for them to die. You're like, ha get out of here, you slag. So yeah, she's gone. And then they're going along. Charlie and his grandpa sneak off and have some uh, fizzy lifting drink. They go to the roof, almost get killed. They burp their way down. The burping's so disgusting. It's like, eh, eh, 
It's like, oh, bird properly, man. But yeah, they go down. They shouldn't have done that. They join the rest of the party. It's the golden laying eggs thing. And who wants gold? Of course, it's Faruka Soul. Daddy, I want one of those geese. You never get me anything. I want a feast. I want a bean feast. I want some noodles and pockets of poodles and losing my doodles. God, I should have wrote some of the lyrics down. I'm just going completely off my head. I don't think she said a pack of doodles, but you know, she might have. There's definitely the word oodles in there somewhere. She jumps up there, sings a bratty song, jumps in and it's like, oh, that's a rotten egg. <laughs> Down the hatch. Veruca, my darling, no. Oh, he got what he always wanted, for her to go first. <laughs> Grandpa Joe, not the time to make a joke about a girl dying, and I don't think he wanted his girl to die first. Although she was a piece of shit, so he probably doesn't care too much if she dies, but you know how much money I'll save if she dies. Anyway, she jumps down, the dad's gone. Oompa, doompa. Third song, third death. It's amazing. I love it. So good. And then they cut to the next one and they go, oh, you love TV, Mike TV, do you? Well, that's my last name, yeah. We're going to turn a chocolate bar into a micro chocolate bar using the technology of TV. You already work in a chocolate factory. Why would you need that unnecessary TV? Doesn't make any sense. Is it implying that you can watch it and it'll come out of the TV? That's kind of cool because otherwise, yeah, it makes no sense at all. This happens. Mike TV, of course, jumps on the platform. I told you not to do that. He shrinks down to him in a tiny little version of himself. Basically, it has to get taken away. And that is implied that he's going to be miniature forever. It doesn't officially die, but it warrants the final and best song from the Oompa Loompa band. It's Oompa Loompa Doompity Doo. I've got another puzzle for you. Oompa Loompa Doompity Dee. If you are wise, you'll listen to me. What do you get from a lot of TV? A Pain in the neck and an IQ of three. Why don't you try simply reading a book? Or could you just not bear to look? And this is the best part of it. This is like when it's like a Russian marching band. It's like, you get no, you get no, you get no, you get no commercials. Oompa loompa doompa dee da. If you're not greedy, you will go far. You will live in happiness too. Like the... Oompa, loompa, loompa, doopity doo. Doo doo. And they're doing the questionable dance moves. The Oompa Loompas are basically doing like humping themselves moves. It's like, it's very sexual and weird. It's very sort of like played off. You don't notice it straight away, but you're like, uh, what are you doing? You're singing about a kid dying and you're doing that. What is the tone of your songs here? It's so weird. It's a great song. That's, I got sidetracked with that. I love it. It's a final song and then it's finished. It's like Willy Wonka basically walks off, sits in his office, which is all like everything's cut in half for some reason. And he's sitting there and Charlie's like, oh, well, is that it? Yes, that's it. Thank you, Charlie. Leave from up there. The stairs are up there. Good day. But what about the... Ch I said good day, sir. And then Grandpa Joe's like, you know what, Wonka, you're a crook. Let's go take that everlasting gobstopper back to Slugworth. And then he's sitting there just ignoring them. And you're like, what the hell, man? Like, Willy Wonka, he's like, he's like, well, how could you do this to a boy? You're a monster. You're a crook. And he's like, you specifically signed that contract. You drank the fizzy lifting drink. I had to clean that roof. You have breached the contract. You are out of here. You have failed. And Charlie just looks gutted. He looks so... I'm giving my 
myself goosebumps as I'm talking. I love this scene so much. And he's like, he's about to walk off and then he goes back and grandpa's like, what are you doing? And he like, goes back to Mr. Wonka and he goes, Mr. Wonka. And then he puts the everlasting gobstopper on the table and then it goes quiet for a sec and he goes to walk off. And he's like, Charlie, Charlie, you did it. You won. You did it. Oh, I knew you would do it. I knew you would pass the test. What? This was also fucked up test for Charlie. What are you doing, Wonka? Charlie, you're the only pure kid of all of them. You gave back the thing. You turned down $10,000 that your family desperately could have used just because you were like, no, you said not to give it to anyone else. And I honor that. You have won the chocolate. He's like, I've won the lifetime supply of chocolate. He's like, no, you've won everything, Charlie. This, my empire. I can't live forever. And I don't want to try. You are going to live on the Wonka Foundation. You are Willy Wonka. I don't think he says that exactly, but it's basically like, you are going to live here. Your family can all come here. It's great. You've earned everything. And you're like, this is amazing. Good on you, Charlie. Just for giving back a lolly. You've earned the world. I want the whole world. <laughs> no, Farouk, get back. That's the movie. It ends with that. They go in some glass elevator. It's like, every button's been pressed. And then he presses it. And then they fly into the sky, which I don't know how the elevator is doing that. And it never shows it land. So possibly it might have shot up and then they might have just crashed to a horrible death. I don't know. I'd like to think it didn't. And Willy Wonka did that and then made the factory good, even though he knows nothing about business, chocolate or anything. So did he ruin the business? I wonder. Anyway, let's not think about that. That was the 1971 childhood classic, Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. So now that's done, I'd like to talk about a couple topics during the movie that I was like, what the fucking fuck was that about? First one, I'm going to start off with Slugworth, aka Mr. Wilkinson. He's the bad guy throughout the movie. He's also Wonka's best friend, I guess. There's a lot of setup where it's kind of like, I don't know why you made up all this rumor. No one knows who he was until you made up those rumors. It was confusing. But Slugworth is literally everywhere where the tickets are about to go. But it's kind of like, I get when it's like Augustus, like they've just found out he's the ticket winner. But at one point he's there with Farouk Assault before it happens. How did he know she was getting the ticket? Is he putting them in certain spots, picking out certain kids? Has he chosen four kids who are like the worst kids ever that need a lesson and possibly to be killed? I don't understand. He plays characters like he pretends to be a fucking news reporter and he's holding the microphone and moving it around and no one filming it thought, hey, this isn't the news reporter from the fucking news crew. Why are we letting this guy do this? No one questions anything he does. It's so weird and no parent seems to notice that this weird man with a scar just takes a kid away for a second has a private chat. The second one is the tone setting. Just everything of the movie, like the vibe of the movie is dark as fuck. It's crazy. Fair enough, like it's trying to show Charlie's poor. I think it's meant to be set in England. It's clearly not. Like the tone of the place is like, what fucking place is this? Turns out I looked it up after I complained about this, but it was like, it's in Germany. So that's why nothing looks like it. What year is this meant to film? There's like cameras and fucking TVs, but like he looks like he's living in the 1800s. It's like, it's so strange and old and everything's just dark. Like his mum's working in like a medieval laundromat. And I get there's no electric washing machines probably at the time, but it's just, it's way darker. Like heaps of the factory is just so depressing and the rooms are really shitty apart from like one or two of them and everything about it's just crushing Charlie's soul. And it's weird. Like I get he's meant to be the underdog, but it's just everyone is laying shit on Charlie and this 
there's so many scenes and cheer up Charlie that's a good example with the mum singing it's just such a depressing song it's like I get it like say it to him you're singing a song about uplifting the kid when he's all down it's like say it to him like singing it when he's gone what's the point of that you're just singing in the alleyway of this weird little shitty town it's depressing and dark it's the worst song cheer up Charlie it's like I get the point of the song but it's not motivating it's just sad and depressing I've always hated that song anyway that's the second point third one is just like I kind of briefly mentioned it so I'm not going to go on about this one forever but it's the rude parents and kids I get they're meant to be shitty and they're kind of the contrast to Charlie being the good sweet little kid and all that sort of stuff they're almost out of their way rude it's like they're in maybe that's what it's meant to be they win a ticket they desperately wanted and then they talk to Willy Wonka like he's a piece of shit almost the entire time anything he says they're like what you're out of your mind or can I do that I want to do that no don't do that I'm going to do it anyway fuck you there's no respect for Willy Wonka and his factory at any point from almost and even Charlie doesn't listen to him at one point Grandpa Joe ah oh, what's one bottle gonna work he just told you don't take one I'm gonna do it anyway it's crazy I couldn't believe how rude they were through the movie it's like he gets back at them but I feel it's only like because they're so shitty I think it's that all nice I don't think he would be sarcastic because then Willy Wonka would just look like a dick if they're the role models of anyone they've grown up being shitheads as well it's crazy crazy man and this is my fourth point so I'm gonna do five points so there's gonna be like five points like the five tickets what a metaphor the fourth one is the candy man yes the old fun man you know he can take tomorrow dip it in a dream separate the sorrow and collect up all the cream the candy man Willy Wonka can the candy man can the candy man can cause he mixes it with love and makes the world taste good yes the candy man the lovable man who showers kids with candy opens up lollipops pours out drinks does everything for the kids never asks them for a cent he doesn't know <laughs> well mind me mind me my bad he does ask one kid for money quite aggressively our hero Charlie Bucket yes Charlie Bucket comes in once after watching him weekly or daily possibly sing I don't know how often he sings the candy man to these kids but he's fucking outside at the beginning watching the candy man shower these kids with fucking as many fucking lollies as he can grab a handful of as he's doing this musical number doesn't make them pay a fucking cent Charlie comes in later on quiet business day he's got one fucking coin and he's like can I get a thing of chocolate and he's like face to face with him aggressively like fucking rubbing his fingers together did you forget something? Are you going to pay for that? He's like, oh, oh yeah, of course, here you go. And then he's basically like, you've got an extra coin. You want to buy that? Like, I mean, it's good that he did that. I mean, like, Charlie's like, I'll get an extra one. But he's kind of like, you fucking got the coin there, boy? What the fuck, man? Like, how annoyed would you be? It's kind of where you think, like, everyone's getting free shit. Like, oh, I'm friends with the candy man. Don't worry. We won't have to pay. And he's like, the candy man. Sing the candy man. Watch this. He'll give us free lollies. He's like, the candy man. Candy's like, oh, yes. All you can eat. And then Charlie goes in thinking, <laughs> okay sing us a candy man why don't you I'm hungry he's like yeah that's gonna be about two pound so give me the money or you're out and you're like what the oh this is bullshit man I only this is all my money this is literally all the money I've ever owned and I just found this fucking coin oh candy man what a dick you sing songs you shower kids with candy why not Charlie why can't he have a shower but jokes on you son he can shower in candy for the rest of his life fuck you candy man fuck you okay now we've reached the fifth and 
and final point, the golden ticket point. If that uh, doesn't make sense, enough of that metaphor. It's the fifth and final point, and it is about the character Grandpa Joe, which I can admit I love reading occasionally, just searching why is Grandpa Joe a dick? He's such a knob. I love it because it was something I didn't realize at first, but it was like I read something and it was like, oh, biggest dickheads in cartoon, kids' movies, something like that. And he popped up, and I was like, what? You've piqued me interest. And then it went on and I was like, oh my God. And it's just funny to read stuff where I'm like, wow, I didn't realize that. And now I want more. Please point out how he is a dick. It's hilarious. It's so funny. I'm going to go through a couple of the points of why he's a dick, just in case you never notice why. Here we go. Let's start. There's 12 on this one. I might not read them all, but just sort of brush through. I like, I want to read the in depth, but I won't waste all that time. I like to try and be a quick sort of podcast here so I could talk about Grandpa Joe. It's hilarious. I love him. The first point is that Grandpa Joe has the nerve to complain the floor is too cold for him to get his old ass up. You've been there for 20 years. Well, maybe if the floor wasn't so cold, I'd get up. He was like, wow, you piece of shit. I work my fingers to the bone and you got to complain about my house, motherfucker. It's like his daughter does all the work. And it's like, it's never explained what happened to either of these four lazy shits. They've just been in there for 20 years. She works nonstop. It looks like it's from early morning to very late at night. She has to fucking put up with them in that dirty bed with fucking bedpans. You can see bedpans under the bed. It's so disgusting and he doesn't care about how Charlie got bread he's just excited that there's a new meal oh yes bread I can't wait to eat it he goes it's better than the slop we've been getting for dinner it's like whoa um okay sorry cabbage soup is all I can afford because I have to spend all my money on you and fucking tobacco and all this other shit living in a house and supporting you for lazy fucks it's crazy grandpa Joe just has all these fucking cracks at his daughter why is he in bed anyway and it was a good point there's like for 20 years he's been in that bed Charlie's not 20 years old so at some point there was a dad who left or died or whatever she was pregnant and these guys still stayed in bed during all of that so she was pregnant all this and these four I don't know how did they cope during that time crazy a crazy times here's the third point Grandpa Joe has been smoking a pipe a day in that bed every day he smokes one pipe and Charlie even spends his first paycheck and gives some coins so he can buy the tobacco and it's about the first time that Grandpa Joe finally feels bad. Like, oh, when this kid's spending his hard-earned money on me, I should feel bad. I'll still take the coin, but, you know, I felt slightly bad. You're like, oh my God. Imagine the smell of that bed. The fact that there's four old people laying in bed, shitting and fucking pissing in pans, never washing or anything else. That sheet would be disgusting. And then on top of it, you got the smell of a dirty pipe covering it with smoke and all that. What a dirt bag. Another point, Grandpa Joe gets out of bed the second a good deal emerges which I mentioned before it's like second he sees there's a ticket free thing he doesn't even mention no take your mum no not at all maybe the mum deserves a nice exciting trip away for the day because you've fucking been in bed forever why would you suddenly get up oh wait you can walk this is crazy so to make it worse Grandpa Joe sings for himself and dances for his golden ticket not to fucking rub in that he's been doing nothing for 20 years the second Charlie gets a chance at winning a lifetime supply of chocolate he gets up 
sings and fucking dances in front of everyone. The mum must have been furious. She would have been so fucking angry. I'd be like, give me that cane. I'm going to fucking destroy your head with this. This is amazing. I can't believe the nerve of this guy. He would get up and be like, I never thought my life would be. It's like, yeah, it's a catchy song. Don't fucking sing it in front of the fucking lady and family that you've been in a bed for 20 years. No muscle loss. You you must clearly get up when she's not there and you can walk. You've just been faking for 20 years. Like what a lazy fuck. What? Who would do this? What is the benefit of you're so lazy you pretend to be bedridden? And then Grandpa Joe, once he's on the tour, has the nerve to suggest someone else needs a kick in the pants. Like he's throwing out all these fucking like, oh, that little kid's a shithead. Oh, he needs a good kick in the pants. It's like, I think you need a fucking kick in the pants, mate. Many kicks. Like, who are you to give out fucking criticisms what the fuck grandpa joe oh Farouk assaults a pain in the ass ah uh, you're not much better mate dial it down and then he also saying oh she's a nitwit like he's having full cracks in front of the parents at these kids he's just rude and then grandpa joe has the bright idea to steal the fizzy lifting drinks like basically encourages charlie to steal it's like he's the worst role model charlie's this sweet pure little thing and he's like steal the bottle oh we shouldn't ah uh, what's one bottle gotta do and then grandpa joe has the nerve again to call Wonka a crook, which I mentioned before. And, oh, you're a crook. You're a crook. You basically fraudulently stayed in a bed for 20 years when you can clearly walk. And now you're the one going out fucking on the high and mighty on your high horse going, oh, I deserve this. Charlie deserves this. It's my ticket. It's not your ticket. It's Charlie's ticket. Mental. It's so crazy that he's got all this fucking hide. And then Grandpa Joe suggests they should give Sludworth the everlasting gobstopper. Oh, let's make some extra money. I wonder if they got the $10,000 if that would even actually happen or they're like you failed the test haha <laughs> it was a prank the whole time you're like you're a crook as well no you're a crook for doing exactly what we told you not to do how much of the 10,000 would he have kept me and Charlie earned that money I bet he wouldn't have gave a cent to the mum or anything like that oh buy a house well, I might buy a house for me um time I should get out of there you know since I'm out of the bed and all that well good luck with you and the laundry business and all that there's only three to look after now hey grandpa Joe immediately asks what's in it for me it's like never mind that grandpa Joe is slow slammed Wonka as a crook and an inhuman monster. Never mind that he just suggested Charlie go back on his word and give Slugworth the gobstopper. Never mind that Charlie only won because he ignored the fucking Grandpa Joe's advice. The second Wonka reveals the truth about Slugworth and Charlie passing the test, Joe puts his hand out and is like, what's in it for me? Why would you fucking get a reward, mate? It's like, what a selfish prick. He's nowhere along this line of the movie got any decent characteristics of like a good person. He's like, I realize I should change my ways. Like everyone's like essentially kind of realizing these kids are brat. The Oompa Loompa song, if, I don't know, they should sing it to the kid. Maybe it would have changed them if they heard it. They'd be like, oh yeah, I'm a shit. But like, he's heard four songs about kids being shits. None of it's fucking sunk into him. It's crazy. And like, that that's all I'll go on about those points. But it's just like, 20 years in that bed. It's crazy. I can never get over that fact that for 20 years, he should be bed bound, pressure injuries, fucking no muscles whatsoever. Like, he tried to get out of that bed. His legs would snap because there's just no strength. He clearly gets out of that bed. He must get out the whole day knowing his daughter's not going to get back to the end of the day. Sorry for going on so much, but Grandpa Joe just, you know when someone like finds a fact and then gets fixated and goes mental? That's essentially this. I love Willy Wonka and all that. It's a great movie. It's fun. The songs are great. I love the Oompa Loompa songs and all that. You know, I've got a golden ticket. The best song of the movie. I reckon Grandpa Joe would have ruined the factory. He would have fucking sold it off to certain people. Oh, he would have just destroyed it. He would have ran it to the ground, I bet. It would have been like the Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory 2. Grandpa Joe's demise. 
he would have ruined it and then someone would have had to come in and sort of like basically at the end of Lion King where the fucking rain comes and makes everything good again they would have had to kill fucking Grandpa Joe Charlie's probably like come back after being like knocked off by him it would be essentially Grandpa Joe would be Scar and then fucking Charlie would be Simba coming back to reclaim instead of the Pride Lands it would be Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory that's my thought of what the sequel would be I just thought of that but I feel like that'd be a perfect fucking example of Grandpa Joe just getting worse and worse ruining it getting rid of Charlie taking it over and then needing to be fucking basically killed to take over and then bring Willy Wonka's factory back to what it should be oh whew. oh my god I've been ranting I get so fired up about this <laughs> Oh, Grandpa Joe, you fucking bastard. Anyway, that's probably enough for episode three, eh? That was 1971's Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Doopity doop. Oi, Danny, we forgot to tell them something before the show ended. We forgot to tell them if they listen to this on Spotify, Apple, Google, or Amazon, and all those good podcast providers, if they could like and subscribe us on that. And if they could even rate us five out of five, that would be even better. And while they're there, why don't they follow us on some of the social media apps? Why don't they get us on Instagram, Twitter, and even TikTok? All of them you could find us at The Denny Boy Show. That's right, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, The Denny Boy Show. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you on the next one.